Hi, and welcome back to the Daily Tech Start, where I share with you my day-to-day -day experiences working in a tech company and the lessons I've learned along the way. This is episode eight, and today's topic is learning, or rather, the process of learning something new. So a while ago, I wrote a pretty comprehensive blog post, um, especially on this topic. Uh, but I thought today I would share with you briefly what I learned when I decided to start mastering a new skill set or a new skill every 30 days. So first things first, um, I'm a workaholic. Um, I have also been fortunate enough um, to have jobs that I very much enjoyed and, and still very much enjoy. Um, I work with incredible people, making all of this and making getting out of bed in the morning uh, feel like a breeze. But over the years, I've noticed a, a peculiar pattern with more or less every job I've had. For the first 18 to 24 months, I give it everything that I have and some, mostly because I always feel like I have a lot to prove and a lot to lose. I'm still working on that one. But mostly because I actually love the challenge. I love the sort of blank slate and I have a tendency of going all in. So for me, it's all or nothing. So I dive right into it. And what seems to happen is at the end of 18, 24 months, I kind of come up for air and come up to see what I've done. So then at around that two year mark, I have a tendency to take a step back and look what I've achieved thus far and also rethink the processes, the programs and the goal in the hopes of fitting maybe a more manageable work life um, balance. Not sure yet why I do this, but I really do do it. So I go full in for about 18, 24 months, then I come up and I rethink what's working, I rethink what's not. Always in that mindset of how can I do more and more effectively and how can I do more outside of work. Mostly I do this, I think, because I, I know myself pretty well and I, I can feel both my body and my brain that are getting tired. I can feel that I'm maybe starting to be a, become a bit frustrated, but also because I noticed um, and I noticed that my weekends are spent working and that has a tendency to worry me. Now, this doesn't mean that I don't take holidays. I'm a big, big advocate of taking a week off here and there or taking long weekends. So when I do dive into a full project or a new job for 18, 24 months, I do absolutely um, take that holiday. So generally two things happen. Firstly, I realize that I've set a precedent for working at all times of the day and doing whatever it takes making it then very, very hard to then shift to the expectation or to shift people's expectation rather that I'm working with that I may be not available at all times. Yes, there was a time that I was and now I'm shifting that. And in parallel, I attempt to constantly raise my standards constantly and raise the standards of the people that I work with when and where I can, which doesn't always fit into creating a more balanced life. Because when you raise the expectations, you're also raising the, the, the level of, of work that is expected from that person. Secondly, I've got a tendency um, to have a strong feeling of guilt that I'm not giving something 150%. Um, which is stupid because I'm rarely raising actually um, the bar elsewhere, but mostly because no one will ever tell me not to achieve said balance. I've never heard anyone tell me, why do you want to achieve, you know, a good work-life balance? Why do you want to do all of this with your family? So at the start of 2017, I decided that in order to be truly happy in my life, I needed to ensure that I was happy outside, outside sorry, of my job as well. I needed to feel fulfilled at work, check, that was done, at home, check, in my relationship, check, 
and everywhere else in between. That's the piece that was missing. So this decision came after I realized that my mood and quite frankly, overall happiness was in direct correlation with my successes and failures at work. All in all, not a bad thing. But as my role had changed, and I can talk more about this, I've got a very peculiar role where I become sort of the stopgap and I try and test things in new markets where we go and I figure out the roles that are needed and I do that role for a certain period of time and then we hire the people who are going to again do that role and then I go on to another role and see what else is missing and what else needs to be done. But as my world is changing now more than ever, um, and this is shifting again, I noticed that um, I w sorry, I actually had more of a sales-driven role, so hitting quotas and making sure we were bringing enough money for the team, uh, and ultimately a role that very much mimicked the role of a, of a salesperson, a traditional salesperson. So I noticed that if I wasn't hitting the numbers that we needed to do in Europe in order for us to then go and hire people, um, my mood was drastically different than when the team and I personally were on target. Um, and this in turn wasn't beneficial for either me or the rest of the team. Now, I'm not a sales rep. I don't thrive on hitting um, numbers. And what I've realized when you are in that sort of role where your your performance um, is based on, on a specific number that you're hitting, um, the highs are not as high as the lows are low. Um, not hitting a quota for a sales rep is pretty earth shattering and not fun. But even when you hit your number, it's a bleeping moment. Um, it passes very, very quickly. So all that to say that the job I was doing in, in early 2017 was very much to focus on this, something that was new, but not too new to me. Um, but I really realized how it affected my mood. So my plan was to learn a new skill every 30 days and master it as much as possible. Now, mastering something doesn't mean, because I got a lot of criticism of this, mastering something, if you look at the definition, does actually not mean being perfect at something, but it's mastering the processes and how to achieve something new that you're trying. So my plan, learn a new skill every 30 days. And I have, since January, been learning a new skill every month for the last eight months. Um, and I thought I would share with you what I'd learned um, along the way. Both the skills, but also far more interesting, the overall experience and what it has taught me. So for those interested in the process, here it is. I decided that every month I would teach myself a new skill um, that I'd always either been too scared to try for whatever reason or something that I have always been fascinated by. I'd chosen skills that I had no prior experience with that I was really keen to learn and would be proud to learn and even possibly excited to teach someone else. And I needed to have some amount of passion and intrigue if I was actually going to stick to a pretty severe new program. After that, I mapped out um, what I would need. And on average, I would need 30 hours, more or less, a month to learn each new skill. Some would require an afternoon or a weekend and others might require you know, one or two hours a day for at least five days a week. Um, learning a new skill didn't mean, and I'll, ref I'll say this again, but learning a, skill, a new skill for me didn't mean perfecting it. Even though in some instances, I believe I more or less have, funnily enough, um, something that I really didn't expect to. Um, it was important I remind myself of this on a regular basis, um, that I wasn't doing this to be perfect at something. It was the process and the learning experience that I was really intrigued about. Um, 
it isn't about being the best for me at any of these, but more importantly, uh, about just doing the thing and, and daring to go out there and try something new. The final thing on the process um, that was important to know is the importance of documenting your progress so you actually know and you can see that you are progressing and getting better at this new skill. It's incredibly motivational to see the progress you are making very clearly black and white and then you can share it with someone or many people. I highly suggest you do. What's fascinating is once you've learned something the best time to share it with someone else is those weeks or days following that experience of mastering a new skill because you remember very clearly what you went through. You remember the tips and the tricks that you gave yourself to remember something of how you got there. So it really is about documenting that progress that it helps you see all the little milestones and see that progression. Um, that you've done. This is why most people when they're trying to get fit, they'll take a picture before and after so they see that progress because once it's incremental and it's small progresses that you do on a day-to-day -day basis, you forget where you started off. You forget where you started. Um, and then the second piece is really if you are someone like me where you want to share what you've learned and you want maybe to teach to someone else, once you document, you document not just the progress you've made but the feeling and how you got there and the little, as I said, the, the, the tips um, that you might have given yourself. So here goes, here are the five things that I learned uh, along the way. The first one is it's, it's the learning experience that counts beyond everything else. With every month that ended and with every month that passed, I had a new skill under my belt. It has been extremely thrilling to know that I have successfully taught myself something new all by myself, watching YouTube videos, buying books, whatever it took, but I taught myself that no one gave me the answers to anything, no one gave me the trick, I figured that out on myself. And then far more exciting actually has been the small incremental wins along the way. Seeing the growth and the strength and the courage with every day that goes by has been the most rewarding. It's also been a fantastic reminder um, that what might originally take you a week might then take you a day, can then maybe take you a couple of hours and then sometimes just a few minutes to complete or to solve or to get right. And again, just reminds you how nothing big ever happens in a day when the first go. Uh, and by everything, I really truly do mean everything takes time and practice and, perf and perfecting those little things that you might would not have done at the beginning. But it What's fun is that everything you put your mind to and you put the work and effort into is actually nearly always achievable. My original rigorous program, uh, or what actually felt initially like a rigorous program, very quickly didn't feel rigorous at all. Secondly, it's about the lasting change. Three months in and I had already been able to shift my mindset to thinking about what these new skills have changed for me as a whole. My mood was far happier. I managed to be proud of myself on a more regular basis and more often. Um, I even caught myself grinning in the mirror um, more times than I care to admit outside of work. Um, and so this also impacted my attitude towards new challenges. Um, it's more positive than ever because I've been reminded now on a daily, weekly, monthly basis that I can actually do things that I didn't initially thought I could do by sheer practice and trial and error. So it's fascinating what something that pulls you in 
um, really pulls you in, can do to your moral, to, to your morale. Um, it's so much more exciting to set out to do things rather than setting out not to do certain things, which I discovered is what I had been doing for the last five years, at least. Uh, stop eating sugar snacks. Stop drinking wine. Stop pointing out mistakes. Stop buying unnecessary things. Stop buying books that you're not going to read. And instead, I was actually setting out things to do um, rather than not to do. And it's just that mindset of shifting a negative into a positive. So instead of saying, stop eating sugary snacks, you can say, actually, just eat more fruit and do sports, both of which I started to do. So these things then became the thing that you need to do in order to feel better. These are the lasting changes that really do count. It's that realization, um, sorry, the dog's barking and it's all getting a little bit crazy at the household. So ultimately, it's not about achieving goal or crossing something off a list. It's about shifting that mindset in doing things that you probably normally wouldn't be doing. Thirdly, it's the small wins that truly count. You get results by mapping out a program and ultimately sticking to it. And in order to achieve whatever goal or objective you have set out for yourself, you need to break it down into manageable and bite-sized goals that you can ultimately achieve bit by bit. You'll soon find yourself winning at those little things, those small victories. It's those small victories that will boost your morale and your mood and push you to move to the next goalpost. So, for example, one of the skills that I wanted to teach myself, and I think it was in month two or three, was I'd always wished I could learn, um, or I knew how, rather, um, I knew how to solve a Rubik's Cube. I'd actually kept one of my mum's Rubik's Cubes in a box and stumbled upon it, and then I thought, right, that's, you know, that's my month number two, that, that's my challenge. And ultimately, I didn't care, and it didn't matter to me how I solved it how long it took me. My only goal was I wanted to be able to solve a Rubik's Cube. And one week in, um, I was already able to solve it in a couple of hours. And it took me, the first try, it took me a couple of days of mapping out and trying things and looking at the different algorithms that we were being taught and the videos I'd watched on YouTube. And I took a lot of documents and I wrote a lot of stuff then. And then I moved my goalpost. I was like, fine, now I can solve it. Now I can solve it in a day. I actually want to solve it in under 10 minutes. So I set myself a new goal, raising that bar, raising that expectation. Then I moved the goalpost again and said, right, I can solve it in 10 minutes. I actually now want to solve it in five minutes. So ultimately, I moved it until something that I knew was pushing the boundary, but I was comfortable and it was achievable. So then it ended up at the end of the month that I wanted to be able to solve it in under two minutes. And I would say now three times out of five, I can solve it under two minutes. And every time that I can solve it in under three or four. Um, and it was only when I had one week left on the Rubik's Cube um, that I realized that I was pushing my own boundaries and upping my expectations, which is what had got me all excited. I was setting my goal and I was willing to push myself further and further. So it really is the small victories that drive that real fulfillment. You don't set out, similar to me, I didn't set out with the goal of, I want to be able to solve the Rubik's Cube in under 120 seconds or, you know, I set it, my goal initially was I just want to be able to solve the Rubik's Cube. Fourthly, it's addictive. 
winning truly is addictive. Now, I don't mean winning in the sense of winning against someone else and having someone else fail, but rather hitting the targets you set out for yourself, crossing things off that list, being successful at the small milestones, moving the goalpost every time and setting yourself bigger and bigger expectations. They are all addictive because they make you feel good and proud of what you've been able to accomplish on yourself. I am not teaching myself a new skill every 30 days because I want to say I did it, but rather because it's creating a sense of progress on a day-to-day -day and a weekly and even monthly basis, but also because I will end this year, 2017, with 12 new skills that I had when I first started the year. How great to be able to end the year, look back and said, when I started in January, I didn't know how to bake a souffle, solve a Rubik's Cube, ride an electric skateboard, ride a normal skateboard, learn how to longboard, etc. And finally, um, number fifth, or number five rather, um, you, and this was one of the most important for me, is you really truly do switch off. Until recently, the way I switched off was pretty passive. Um, I watched a lot of TV series. I've always loved movies and loved TV series. I love to get into someone's mind and life. Um, I love being transported into another world. And so for many years, that has been my go-to. It's also been an escape route when life is rough and, and life is hard. However, I spent most of my time um, today being on the laptop and behind a computer, sending emails, tracking calls, video conferences, doing research. So the idea of going home and putting myself in front of another screen, I think somehow has lost its appeal. I also realized that I wasn't actually switching off. I was more or less multitasking. I was watching a TV series in the background, planning my next day of work, doing some research, sending an email here and there, responding to Slack messages. So really I wasn't switching off. But when you teach yourself a new skill, that you have no idea how to do and you need to start from scratch, you need to be 100% committed to this. There's no multitasking. You're doing some serious research and you need to pay attention to what's working, what isn't. There's no way I was going to teach myself how to solve a Rubik's Cube whilst watching a TV series. So it requested all of my attention. There was no multitasking involved, no cutting corners, um, just full on focusing on something that wasn't work and I think that was the greatest thing and the greatest gift I could give myself was really disconnecting from work um, and what better way to do it than by adding a new skill set to your arsenal. So that's it. Those were really the five big lessons that I learned from doing this and I'm hoping there are other skills out there that I'm going to pick up before the end of the year and quite frankly most of the skill sets, um, new skills that I've tried and taught myself, kept on doing. I still take a Rubik's Cube now in the bag with me everywhere I go and when I'm bored I'll just sit there and, and try and solve it um, which is fun. I never thought I'd do that before. Um, I'm now on a skateboard more often than I ever have been in from my, my whole childhood. So even though not all of them I'm practicing, there's a few of them that have really, really stuck with me and I've really enjoyed. So if you've got ideas for me of new skills I maybe want to try um, or something that you've always wanted to try, please call in and let me know what's that one thing that you've always wanted to do and let me know why, what has been stopping you all of this time. And then if you've got an idea of a skill that I should try and um, feel free to drop some ideas. I'm always open to them.